0: Today's SceneCast is brought to you by It's All Your Fault, a new podcast from The Scene about the Nashville Predators. The show features David Beauclair and Megan Sealing talking about all things Preds. Beauclair has covered the team for two decades, which gives him as much perspective on the franchise as anyone in Nashville. Sealing was a Predators fan before even moving to Nashville five years ago, keeps a small shrine for Victor Arvidsson, and is personal friends with Peter Laviolette's Turtle. That last bit may or may not be true. With one insider and one outsider and a range of guests, they'll follow the team's quest to return to the Stanley Cup Finals. You can subscribe to It's All Your Fault on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn today. Coming to you from the ugliest building in the gulch, it's the Nashville SceneCast. I'm Scene Editor D. Patrick Rogers. If you like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Rate us and leave comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks to Jeff the Brotherhood for providing our intro music, Diamond Way, from the album We Are the Champions. You may have noticed a brief hiatus from the scene cast. Uh, Now that we've discovered where we were hiding that podcasting equipment, we're happy to return. In this year's Love Issue, we look at Nashville's relationship with television's worst show about love, The Bachelor. On this week's episode, scene staffer Stephen Hale, in focus editor Nancy Floyd, and scene and Nashville Post staffer Stephen Elliott, all of whom... Are avowed members of the Bachelor Nation.
1: All right, we're here. Uh, I'm Stephen Hale, staff writer of the Nashville scene. I'm joined by fellow Stephen, Stephen Elliott, staff writer for the scene and the Nashville Post, and in focus editor and credentialed member of the Bachelor and Bachelor at Press Corps, Nancy Floyd. Mm -hmm, How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, we're
2: doing.
1: The podcast is back. We don't really need a reason to discuss the Bachelor.
2: But we're here for the right reasons. That's
1: right. But we're here for a Specific reason, which is that it's our annual love issue for the scene, and we decided to make it about Bachelor Nation and uh, the the particularly the way that Nashville has become a sort of outpost for Bachelor contestants and couples. Um, so that's what we want to talk about, uh, Nancy. You kind of you kind of really helped us head this up because this is your area of expertise for you, particularly when it comes to people who have settled here after the show. Um, one part of the issue is this where are they now feature. So, why don't we tick through a few of those and go from there? Kind of who's living here?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, when I show. thought about. What I might one day be an expert in, this <laughs> terrible reality TV dating competition was not the thing I hoped you to You can't
1: choose who you fall in love yeah, with, and you can't choose what you fall in you love know, with. You know,
2: the scene calls you in a room and says, I want you to consult on this issue. And I'm thinking, oh, what is this important subject? It is The Bachelor. Um, yeah, so we we were noticing this trend where there were a lot of...
3: And by we, she means I. <laughs>
2: All of us, collectively. notice a trend. Everybody noticed we- a trend. <laughs> well, a little backstory. So I started recapping the show for the Nashville scene a couple of years ago when, I guess it was when JoJo was a bachelorette. I think that was the first year. It should be noted that Stephen Hale recapped the show many years ago for the Nashville scene. That's true, and you should go and read his stuff in the archives (laughs) because it's actually still hilarious and it stands the test of time. But um, and there were some
1: Nashville people on that. Then yeah, so
2: but we started. The reason we started recapping was on JoJo's season there were three or so we thought three contestants from Nashville which were, of course, everybody's favorite, Mr. Wells Adams. <laughs> and, um, Hi, the, Wells. Hey, Wells. <laughs> How's it going? I believe
3: his preferred honor- honorific is DJ, not Mr. Oh, <laughs> DJ
2: Adams. Um, and then there was a, a boxing trainer named James, and um, there was the erectile dysfunction <laughs> specialist, uh, Evan Bath. Is So that fu-
1: Is that funny for some reason? No, something? it's great. I think okay. it's great. Because it's uh, just people suffer, so.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, he's, um, doing, he's providing so, a service. But
1: there were three men from Nashville.
2: So we
1: thought. Identified from Nashville. Right. Go on.
2: So that was, why we started, <laughs> that was why we started recapping that season, but then we just started seeing this trend where they were casting here a lot for future seasons, and then we started noticing that a lot of contestants were moving to Nashville right. after the show. So mm. it seemed like an odd thing that, that Nashville had become this hub for for. The show and performances and everything. So we were like, let's take a look at that. We've got two successful couples that live here. We've got a handful of other contestants that um, have moved here since. And so we talked to a lot of those folks for this issue. And we did a little assessment of where some of them were based strictly on their social media profiles and what people – text to us i was
1: gonna say and some tipsters We've so got tipsters. Well, real quick so let's let's run down the list of who's here that okay. we can think of and then and then yeah there's a few sightings around town that we want right. to we want to tell people about but so um there's a, there's two couples who have settled here
2: correct so caitlin bristow who was the bachelorette and sean booth who was her final man her, standing yeah, healing right um the two of them settled here so he lived in nashville which wasn't really advertised on his season either. That he was a, a, was a resident of that time in Nashville, but they have settled here, and so um, they are still engaged. They've actually been together for a couple of years now.
1: Traveling, yeah. We were told traveling. So we they to travel talk to them a lot as much as we. Right. We didn't get it. Yeah.
2: We exchanged some emails and Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin gave us a you know some great statements about how much They're they living love their, their life. They are living their best life. They are living their best life right yeah. now. Um, and then Evan and Carly, who you will remember from Bachelor in Paradise. Um, so Evan was on a contestant on the Bachelorette with Jojo, Carly was a contestant on The Bachelor with Chris, I think, the farmer dude a while ago. Anyways, they met on Bachelor in Paradise. She was very grossed out by him at first, but then they fell in love. And then they a got lot married. of successful
1: relationships have started that way. they
2: got married on Bachelor in Paradise. And then now they're having a baby, like maybe this week, actually. So the two of them live here. Those two couples live here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of other contestants. There's
1: also Wells, of course. Yeah. There's da-
2: Danielle from last Danielle, year.
1: Danielle, yeah. who we interviewed, the two of you interviewed last year, mm-hmm. um, famously made out with Wells yes. uh, in a very exciting moment. Uh, and There's Valerie,
2: who is a, is a contestant on the most recent... Edition. Right, who
1: didn't only last didn't very last very long.
2: There's um, Lee. I don't know if we want to talk about Lee's. Lee. Lee, uh,
1: who has some very progressive views on race. If it were like the 1600s, exactly. um, there's <laughs> very accurate.
2: Uh,
1: who are we forgetting? Brady
2: well, Brady Toops.
1: <clears throat> that's right.
2: Yeah, who was the one who came the season that. That Caitlyn and Britt were kind of head-to-head, who's going to be the Bachelorette, and then it was chosen, was going to be Caitlyn. Oh, that's
1: right, there was a vote.
2: Yes, and then he left.
1: (laughs) That was savage. It was who For people who don't, if you don't watch the show and you're somehow still listening to this podcast, (laughs) they did a season of this show where they started with two women and had the men vote for which (laughs) one would continue, which... I kind of wish they would keep... I mean, I feel bad for the people involved, but it was sort of fun.
2: Right. Um, But interestingly enough, both of those women then have connections to Nashville because Caitlin ended up with Sean, who lives here, and Britt, who was voted out the first night or whatever, ended up getting together for a while with this guy, Brady, who's from Nashville, and who might be leading worship at your church at this very yeah, moment? He, yeah, he's and working the circuit. Yes, he, um, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a
3: very recent but enthusiastic uh, addition to the Abastration <laughs> Nation. Nation. Yes. So this is all pretty much new to me, but I, I'm really loving hearing these tales.
1: Right. So, and we'll get. We should get into how Stephen kind of came into the fold here. Um, it, but
2: spoiler alert: it was my fault. Yes. But, yeah. So,
1: but last but not least, we haven't mentioned scallop fingers, who uh, um,
3: as a recent convert to this this world, uh, I'm not really embarrassed about it, but I do have some friends who know know that about me. And whenever they hear of anything related to The Bachelor see anything related to The Bachelor, they text me immediately.
2: So you got a tip about Scalp Fingers. I you? do,
3: yes. Uh, <laughs> as a journalist, you get these texts anonymous. <laughs> always working sources. Oh, yeah. You're always on the
1: phone. <laughs> Steven sometimes will yeah. be... You know, chatting with someone on his computer, texting with
3: someone yeah. else—it's true, it's mm-hmm. true. And I, I got this really terrible photo from a friend. <laughs> it was blurry. It looked like the inside of a grocery store, but that's about all I knew. And I asked what it was, and and my friend she got even closer to the subject of this photo and took more photos. And it was clear from from the subsequent photos that it was scallop fingers. Who we who's, who's we should say her given name? Right. Kristen Whitney. Yes. Yeah. Kristen was on Nick's season last year, along with Danielle. Uh, I think they're besties. So I'm not sure.
2: Uh, they were on Paradise <laughs> together, too. Right. Oh, right. Yeah.
3: Uh, so after going through both of those, how could you not be besties? Of course.
1: And uh, she got the nickname Scallop Fingers because she allegedly ate some scallops off a plate, a shared no, plate ta- with no, her take fingers. No, with a takeout container. Something gross. Yeah. It yeah. involved eating scallops with her fingers. fingers.
3: So this, this instance seems in a w- way to confirm that because my f- <laughs> my friend saw her uh, uh, kind of grazing the Whole Foods <laughs> hot bar in Green Hills uh, and, and eating food directly from the hot bar. You can, which you can't do that.
1: That's and a big I, yeah. no-no. And I got also, a really great Also, Nicole tip. Kidman has been spotted multiple yes. times of that yeah. Whole Foods. So you don't want to just go Putting your hands, your paws, all over the food there because you don't have <laughs> who's going to Don't touch the see kale. You. It's
2: for Nicole. Right. <laughs> um, I got a great tip along that note. I also get text messages from from friends and acquaintances who see various people from Bachelor, the Bachelor universe, out in the in the community. But I had some friends who um, were actually a little ashamed to admit <laughs> that they saw Wells. Um, not because they were ashamed to admit that they watched the show and recognized Wells and his current girlfriend, which is Sarah Hyland from Modern Family, but they were ashamed to admit that my friends were ashamed to admit that they were dining at the Macaroni Grill at the uh, Opry Mills Mall, and they were kind of making fun of themselves that they were eating there. And then um, the husband, I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep them anonymous. We protect here, right. our sources. Well, yes, the husband of this couple said, "Well, you know." We're not the only ones who eat here and pointed out that at a a nearby table, Wells and Sarah, were dining at Macronegrove, which I have to say actually makes me like them like a million times more. It's down to
1: earth. I mean, as someone who eats often at the uh, Opry Mills Chewy's, I'm not going to look down on it. Sure, But, you know, it is surprising. I would not have guessed that you would spot them there.
2: Yeah.
3: So were were you going to add something there? My my theory on this is that they – as major celebrities that they are they they probably try to find places that are a little more low-key not the buzzy places in town opry
2: yeah, mills is like full of tourists so it's That's like, a good point because the thing is like in nashville you know i don't think anybody's like rushing wells adams table at dinner i don't know but like i'm guessing not We're going here's the thing
1: i wells yeah. i have actually seen someone approach wells at a table oh
2: really okay well there you go but was I mean, Sarah. But Sarah Hyland's
1: a legit celebrity. She's, she is. She's she is, an actress yeah. on a no, on I the agree. biggest TV show, like right. in a while. I mean, that's yeah. a huge show. So, so, you know, that's, so you're happen. saying that? But that I'm saying she's though, out of his league. Uh, well, it's impressive. I think. But she, I think you have a decent theory. They could be. You could be trying but, to fly under the radar. But my
2: thing though is that wouldn't you think there are more? Like out of towners at Opry Mills who might be like freaking out that they're seeing a celebrity that's versus true. at Rolf and Daughters or something. Uh, that's a
1: fair point. You know. That's a fair point. Who
0: knew um, that we were if, Wells would, the merits, to, if, so. if Wells would they're talk if if Wells would talk to girl. us, we
1: could ask about this. But Please. so there are two other pieces in this that I want to talk about. Uh, both of them interviews with um, bachelors. I guess you'd yeah. call the men who have been on this sure. show who have a Nashville connections yeah. and Nancy conducted both interviews I did, as it so I'm you the tell us about those too Here.
2: yeah so okay we talked to Travis Stork who was uh, we the actually first was the bachelor, bachelor and he was the or first the only, right? yeah the, the only bachelor who was from Nashville and he was on the show way back in 2006 wow. <laughs> and um So I
3: was four years old.
2: He was a a doctor. (laughs) You probably were. That's depressing. No. He was um, (laughs) was an ER doctor at Vanderbilt. Hold on. Yes.
1: Well, never mind. No, we don't really
2: need to talk. How old were you actually in 2006? 14. Okay. So you could have maybe watched the show. Whatever. Anyways, he was a bachelor. (laughs) He was from Nashville. He was a doctor um, in the ER at Vanderbilt. And so, what's interesting though about Travis is that he was on the show months before Facebook became a. Go bu- ahead and
1: tell us the exact. You looked it up.
2: Eight months, I think, okay. <laughs> before Facebook became a publicly um, accessible platform, and you know, four years before Instagram was even around. So. It's it's interesting because now we've kind of gotten accustomed to the fact that people go on the show and they immediately become internet celebrities. They become Instagram famous, and a lot of them transition into careers as Instagram influencers because they get you know a hundred thousand followers or more from the show, and they're selling whitening strips and sunglasses and you know right. Smile Direct Club and whatever. But so they're they're pushing all these products and they're making money from that, and a lot of them end up having you know what I think Is probably a pretty decent career or extra income if they stay in their job, although a lot of them don't. Um, from this show, but 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 Travis Stork was on the show before social media existed, and he actually, in my opinion, has had the most successful post bachelor career really of anybody. I don't know if you can argue that anybody else has had as much yeah. success as he has because he went on, I mean, he became a regular then on Dr. Phil, which then he ended up becoming a host of The Doctors, which is now its right. 10th season, and it's one daytime Emmy Awards and he's written five best-selling books and so I mean the guy has transitioned to a yeah. really incredible television career and he d- didn't have social media to help him get there which is great so we did talk to him about that a little of like the role of social media if he's glad that it, it wasn't a part of his season and you know how it's kind of impacted his mm-hmm. his career so. so that was one of the interviews right and Does have any thoughts on that? well <laughs> I
1: I I do think yeah it's It's interesting that he had to do – he had to become famous sort of the traditional way or slightly more traditional in the sense of –
2: Just being handsome? Well, right.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He just had to be a handsome white guy. Everyone else has to – but no, he he had – you know, he went on a TV show, got some notoriety, and then like – Kind of leverage that to go on another TV right. show. What a lot of, as you said, what a lot of the people do now is they just, they do like a diet Kim Kardashian thing where right. they're famous for being famous. Sure. And that's no shots at Kim Kardashian because she's, I think, probably, arguably like a genius for yeah. creating the life she has. But, right. you know, they, they, they take their, um, Whatever level of notoriety they end up getting from the show, and right. it's interesting to look at how some of them really blow up and some of them don't. Yeah. But they, it's you know, they end up with 100,000 followers mm-hmm. on Instagram, more. You know, and and then they can, yeah. Here's a picture of me with some like face cream, and right. they can make a living doing that. Right. When I do it, it's like, oh, sir, this is a Walgreens. We need you to leave. But, <laughs> exactly. And um, no,
2: you can't have that six dollar right, face cream for free. But, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's it? I mean, Travis also has. You know, he had some viable skills. I mean, the guy was a doctor. So. Yes, he's an actual physician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: we're kind of we're kind of talking. Yes, he's an actual doctor. Yeah, he
2: didn't like he's go achieved on some things in on The life. Bachelor and then get a role on like One Life <laughs> yeah. to Live or something. I mean, the guy actually is a doctor, and he is like he's written books as a doctor, and he provides medical advice to people. Although he so. was a
1: guest on Doctor Phil, so I have some questions about how he evaluates like uh, what he's putting out in the world, but that's for another time. But yes, he's a he's a legit MD.
2: Right. So that's Travis. So the other guy that we talked to more in-depth for this was Luke Pell. And so for those of you that don't have every single person's name on the show memorized, (laughs) it's ever been on it in its 28 years of existence, Hmm. um, Luke was on, I'm trying a blank (laughs) out of season, so now help me out. Hold on, the same one with
1: Wells. Luke, this is the Jojo. Um, yeah, sort Jojo, of, yes, Jojo. This is, of course. Luke is the chiseled so he's white a, guy with like a faux hawk, yeah, yeah, he looks exactly. up into the distance. He's got um, good ass. It's that guy, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: No, so he was the veteran from Texas, heart of gold, battled some PTSD, was on the show with Jojo, a seemingly a front runner. I mean, I in my recaps, I was like, Luke's gonna win. We all went Luke's far. gonna win. He did he, he went finished far. third after Nick and Jordan Rogers. No shame in that. I mean he was We all best. finished third in he in, was the in a, in best a romantic dude. race yeah. before Rogers, another
3: another one. Nashville, I know,
2: connected. But so so Luke, you know, was kind of this very serious veteran. And we noticed after the show, oh oh Luke's in Nashville now. Oh, Luke's Luke's trying to be a country artist. Okay, what's happening here? So um and another interesting thing about Luke is that he almost became the bachelor after JoJo's season. I mean he was like, bags were packed, ready to go, night before they called and said, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to someone else. It's rough. And, um, it's a hard business. And so then he love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield, and and he, <laughs> Luke knows that better than anyone. Um, <laughs> oh, and God. then you know, actually, this season before they settled on the winning guy, they have this year Ari. They actually contacted Luke again, and he turned them down. But so, but what was interesting about Luke when we chatted was that Luke had been in Nashville for years and years and years before right. the show. He moved here originally in two thousand and eight, and so. You know, He told us in the interview that the producers basically decided his character was going to be Texas veteran. And he's like, it's fine. Military is a big part of my background. But at the time, he was already working towards becoming a country artist and a songwriter in Nashville. That's where he was living. That's what he filled out on his forms. And there was never any connection to Nashville yeah, in the storyline I mean, at all. Yeah, they totally
1: avoided all. Of I that. mean,
2: clearly, we know way too much about the show, and none of us had a clue that he lived here. So we would know. Yeah, exactly. If so he they was had mentioned the fourth, it. <laughs> he was the fourth Nashville resident on that season, but it was just never talked about these mm-hmm. other three guys. So uh, that was kind of an interesting thing for me when we chatted with him to learn that he had actually been here long before. Right, that. because
1: before you talked to him mm-hmm. in talking about this issue and in talking about the interview, mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about was, well, I wonder if. Um, he decided to go on The Bachelor at the first time because he, it was a way to f- to move forward in his music career right. or if he's now trying to pursue music because he's already got some notoriety. Right. Turns out he was already trying to write songs and and pursue a music career. and this thing came up and it's just the show didn't really lean into that much. Yeah. but he um, talked
2: about it being a bit of a double-edged sword because he's like on one hand, you get all you know you have all these fans now, these people that know your story and they care about you and they want to see you succeed, and so that obviously has opened up another audience to him. But on the flip side, he's like, I'm going around to music execs, and they're like, oh, cool, you're the guy from The Bachelor. And yeah, they, they don't take him seriously. So he's facing some challenges about that.
3: Nancy, I just read your, <clears throat> your interview with Luke, who seems like a, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But he, he, he paints he, – so he got asked to be The Bachelor once, and right. he was ready to do it. Sure. And then it got taken away from him. Mm-hmm. It must have been tragic. Um, so the the very next year, twelve months later, yeah. they're like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" and he and he's like, "No way, I there, I have no interest at all in being on The Bachelor," which that is also a that's a reasonable position to hold. I mean, I, I don't think I want to be the Bachelor, or or do I? Maybe. But uh, but anyway, he's he's saying like, "Oh, I'm too good for this," but he goes on the other show. Okay, no, so we did well, talk
2: right. about that. He's going to be on Bachelor Winter Games, which comes out like next week or something. I think because yeah. it's an. It's like the Olympics, guys, but with love. Okay? This is,
1: yeah, well, real quick, explain to people and me what Winter Games even is, because I I if you can.
2: Well, the little that I do know about it, it's only like a four-episode run. It's Yeah. It's basically ABC's attempt to compete in some way with the Olympics. They brought in, <laughs> I mean, really. They, they got to hear in, something. There's like 12 or 14 contestants from, The United States that competed on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And then they brought in like 12 or 14 contestants from other countries because The Bachelor is a show that is popular all around the world. So they bring them all together. And so, as Luke said, he was like, you know, we basically had to compete in sporting events that we had no background in. So I think there is like a figure skating thing. And I don't, I mean, skiing, I don't know. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. But also, maybe some, there's some. The gang goes to Vermont. (laughs) Entanglements, yeah. They literally, yeah, they go to Vermont for a month, they film this, they put them on dates, I guess. I don't know, guys. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Well, and you I asked Luke will.
1: whether he came out of this experience because they've already yeah. taped this.
2: Right. And so you asked Luke's,
1: him whether right, he, he he's has very, any romantic involvements he's down here. Cagey that. about it. So we'll but see. But the thing
2: about the show though, and because he did talk about that, I asked him, Well, why why did you decide to go on Winter Games and not The Bachelor? And For Winter Games, I mean, essentially, he was like... It was a very short time commitment. It was a couple weeks in December. He was like, Nashville's basically shut down in December anyways. I didn't have any shows booked. So I was like, sure, I'll go on there. It'll be fun. I'm free to do the filming. But he was saying with Bachelor... That especially this go around, he said no because he's like it's a massive time commitment for filming. Then you've got months after that of press, and you know there's this. this is very also, you long. got this
1: fiance you got to tend to. Deal with a that. Big, the whole thing's a hassle. Exactly. I mean, you just, it's
2: exhausting. You, you know you're gonna
1: break up, but exactly. it's like when's it gonna happen? There's you get, this get to keep
2: thing. the Neil Lane ring. You've to yeah, get back. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: considerations. I actually yeah. really did. I hope people will read. I mean, I hope people will read this issue. Anyway. Read it all. But guys. I, I hope people will read this interview because I, I did think. He was sort of refreshingly honest about some of this. So it was yeah. just like, Yeah, look, I had time, like I mean he didn't say this, but they're gonna pay you to be right. on the show for a few weeks. Right. You know, you get you go up yeah. to Vermont, you hang out with in a hot tub with some yeah. people. and you know. It yeah, was kind and, of
2: Yeah, and there was a lot weird. I mean, we we kinda pulled out some highlights, but you know, there were there were some other thing. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put some extra I'm just promising things I have no authority to promise, but maybe we'll put a little extra online.
3: Yeah, because we don't have enough Bachelor content already. No, I we, know, we yeah. need a little more. People have been clamoring for, for
1: more.
2: Hey, people um, read those recaps. Okay, everybody claims The show's terrible, and they don't watch it. Somebody's reading those people recaps. People do
1: read those recaps. Us those I'm here clicks. to tell you. I'm here to tell you that people click on those recaps. So we want to talk about the current season of The Bachelor that's going on right now. But real quick, just to tell people what else they can find in this issue, uh, Stephen, you interviewed um, a, a, a musician, a national musician who was on the show. Two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, one of the weird things about the show that we've talked about is that there are often these musical guests, I guess you would call them, who perform at the end of a date and, and uh, you know, yeah. maybe you want to talk about how this happens on the show. It's always a little Yeah, they're, more they're on
3: these dates, televised dates, so they're awkward enough as it is, and they're just eating dinner in a big empty space. and then As they, you
2: do when you're falling
0: in love and right, dating someone. Right, right, right.
3: And uh, they go into the next room and there's this band playing or maybe just a singer-songwriter playing, and they cut to the uh, the contestant who's like, oh, yes, finally I get to see X live. Right. And we all know it's a lie. Yeah, sure they they always, they, they- she knows it's a lie. You know it's a lie. <laughs> I know it's a lie. Yeah, they, they always appear as if
1: Turns out they're a super fan of this yeah. of oh, this yeah. totally unknown. John Doe. Yeah, and it yeah. typically is a relatively unknown yeah. artist.
3: Although they have
1: had some, they've had some people. Hey, who
2: Dolly performed one time. Dolly okay. did perform. <laughs> okay, but okay, yeah, yeah. but they typically, went to
3: Dollywood.
1: Yeah, when they were
2: Dollywood. <laughs> So it makes sense.
3: typically, they've got this kind of random unknown artist singing, and uh, they would kind of sway, dance to yeah. them, and make out. And uh, funny enough, a lot of Nashville artists end up on this section of the show. Um, And two weeks in a row, there were Nashville artists. One was Lanco. I think that's how you pronounce it. L-A-N-C-O. And they're kind of an up and coming country act. And then last week, two weeks ago, ago, Tennille Arts, who's a singer, songwriter, uh, country artist, and her backing band was all, she's in Nashville, but her backing band was all Nashville people. And we talked to her cellist, um, Larissa Maestro, who's played in a bunch of bands around town. You might have seen her play she's played with caitlin rose and my so-called band and some other people um but she she thought it was the funniest thing she's ever seen because she doesn't watch the show one uh so she just thought it was super weird to be playing in this big empty car <laughs> museum and having ari making out with um, whoever it was <laughs> chelsea uh, Chels- yeah thank you. Th- chelsea.
1: people should check out this interview because she she's really funny about it and uh I will say, ha- getting to hear Stephen's side of the interview yeah. was fun on its own, just because <laughs> I, I heard him laughing quite a bit. She was a real good sport about it. It was, yeah. it was fun to talk to yeah. read She's, her talking she about. She said
3: it. Uh, she said her and her partner were once they realized the show was about to air, they're like, "Okay, we got to go find the video of me playing on this big national phenomenon show," and so they go and find the video of it online somewhere they recorded it or whatever and she was like yeah i didn't realize she was telling me this she said i didn't realize it was such a long show it's like a full hour and i was like <laughs> no no it's
1: no two hours, hours.
2: <laughs> it's two sometimes it's four because they do back-to-back episodes yeah. well it was funny because we were watching that episode and so i because i am forced to do these recaps and endure the show i figured like I should make as many of my friends endure it as well. So on Monday nights, I host a big party at my house and we cook, you know, we have dinner and drinks and we all just hang out and watch the show and it's great. And, um, but so we were watching it and one of our friends who was there, who's a singer songwriter, was like, wait, that's, that's Larissa. I, I know her. And so it was this weird thing. And then that's kind of sort of prompted this conversation about how many Nashville artists are on there. Yeah. And so it was great that, yeah, she was so game to talk to Stephen <laughs> and,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, look, it's probably, a good deal for a lot of them. It's, it's exposure. A lot of people see it and some, you know, some of them are great. I mean, there have been artists on there that I like, but well, it's just a funny, it's such a weird context. One but
2: thing that's interesting that I would love for Stephen to talk about is like the, about the cost and getting there and all of that, because that was an interesting thing that you pulled together in the article.
3: Well, yeah. I and mean, this, this kind of comes from this book that we were, we were excited to get in the mail. Um, yes. a, a Los Angeles times writer named Amy Kaufman uh, is putting out a book called Bachelor Nation. Um, And it kind of looks at how they make the show. Um, And one of the, the bits in it is that the whole point of the dates is to make them as cheaply as possible. They try to... They have these elaborate dates. They go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. They are like... At some ski resort in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, they, like they are presented as they yeah. would seem to be very
1: extravagant. You know, right. spared no expense. Like right. yeah,
3: but apparently it's virtually they they spend almost zero dollars on these dates, um, <laughs> and f- to get to get to get a hotel in uh, Lake Tahoe or to get a band um, from Nashville or or whatever it is. To perform, they basically just barter them. They trade them. The exposure they'll get from having millions of dumb people like us watch it <laughs> yeah. on a Monday night, and it turns out it, it kind of works because I mean, you looked at the iTunes country charts last week, and Lanco and Tennille Arts were both in the top ten for right. a brief period. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were up there with Chris Stapleton and and Little Big Town and people like that, and they were, I mean, just almost from being on The Bachelor.
2: Yeah, it's pretty yeah.
3: amazing. So, uh,
1: yeah, so check out that piece. Also, our colleague Megan Steeling uh, has an item about kind of dating apps, online dating mm-hmm. with some really fun stats in there, including how much more successful you can be if you use GIFs in your profile, which I loved. I wrote a short item about watching the bachelor with my wife every Monday night and how it's become this thing that we do. It's Um, a great piece. It's a great
2: piece. Yeah, it it was
1: a fun issue. So everyone should check that out. It'll be on your newsstands and on the internet. Um, but I don't know how long we've been doing this, but we want to talk about this current season that's going on. Nancy of course has been recapping it. We've all been watching it. (laughs) Um, what do we think?
2: Well, if you read my recaps, and you should, and you should just read them and not watch the show because that will save uh, you two hours of your life every I week. I hear from
1: a lot of people who do that, in yeah.
2: fact. I do, too. A lot of people message me that they're like, thank you for just kind of telling me what's going on and saving me. But um, this season in particular is brutal to watch because Ari is a dud as far as I'm concerned. And and the thing about Ari is like he was on the show several years ago as a contestant, um, like five years ago, which is like 100 years in the in, Bachelor, in bachelor in universe. Years, yeah. But – um, it's the guy like, has
1: gray hair. I mean, this is exactly, we're really reaching. Exactly.
2: For of course, all the women are Love like it. 23, but he's in his mid 30s. He's 36, I think. And um he just has this kind of not great reputation and he was kind of a favorite character when he was on the show, but as is often the case, after the show his true colors kind of came out supposedly, allegedly, you know, dating a lot of women, a lot of very young women college girls i mean just you know so he doesn't he doesn't seem great and he supposedly had this girlfriend. girl from he, know
1: he's a big racing fan yes. as well i grew up watching uh, open wheel racing and indy 500 and all that and it is very bizarre to see aria leiondike jr who mm-hmm. i also have watched him race when yeah. he was in the circuit and his father's a legend yeah to to so to go from that to you know, him mm-hmm. invading this other dumb world that I uh, am a part of It's very
3: interesting. They never fail to remind you that
1: oh, he once no. drove a car. Yeah, no. he drives
2: a car in every episode. <laughs> yes.
1: He, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we were looking at some of the promotional photos for right. something earlier. There's one, you know, he's holding the helmet. helmet and a rose. He, he told one of the women the uh, when a couple weeks ago that, you know, when I put on the helmet, it's just I'm a different guy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Which is, as it happens, it's true for me too. Yeah, yeah. But,
3: you um, are. yeah, so <laughs> but, it's very interesting. Yeah. He, you know, he's kind of. He's, he spends oh, a lot of time. Uh, I, I think he doesn't have much to talk about. Yeah. And so whenever he's depth, whenever yeah. he's got a one on one moment with a, a a woman, he he runs out of things to talk about about thirty seconds, and then he just leans in to start making out with yeah. it. <laughs> and I, I, I found something <laughs> at Nan- someone at Nancy's house the other night said that it looks like he's eating pasta when he kisses. <laughs> and I I thought it kind of looks like a Dementor from Harry Potter. You know, they suck the soul out with their with their mouth. And I just think that. It's, it's really and and actually, I should bring this up. Nancy and her husband just ordered a new television. It's much larger than their. It's much larger. So than you're their really getting one. a very well, yes. clear it's being picture. We installed this weekend, yes.
1: so, so we're all nervous. It's, yeah, it's the full. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be
3: some high def,
1: real forensic yeah. kind Cost of eating. examination. We, of this. we
2: might cancel the viewing parties because we don't want to see the it other. That the <laughs> close
1: the March, other but. thing I would highlight from this season. Um, is that we have a Mount Rushmore contestant that's been on this yeah. season. But she's no longer with yeah, us. Uh, she was She was sent home it's last week. It's an
2: Instagram week. piece, Crystal. But her name
1: is Crystal, and um, Crystal. I'm not going to okay. try to act out a GIF on a podcast, but she gave us one of the best gifts oh, yeah, that glitter. The Bachelor has ever produced. It's
2: saying a lot. Glitter. It's
1: that me. was Glitter. glitter. Um, I mean, it just, so you know, Crystal, she's up there with Corinne. Yeah. She's one of the best we've had.
2: But the worst, but the best, yes. Yeah. So well, those Crystal, are worst.
1: It's, this is uh, you know, what's weird. Worst to means me. best this in is this world.
2: What's strange about the season because inevitably, I mean, and you kind of mentioned this in the piece that you wrote about in this issue about watching the show with your wife that you kind of start watching the show like it's professional wrestling or something. It's like we all know it's scripted, we know there's, they're creating characters, and, but inevitably you start kind of like getting sucked right. in you start rooting for people and thinking like they seem sweet or they're great or whatever. But this season, I'm conflicted because there are some girls that seem like perfectly fine, relatively normal human beings. You know, like good ladies. I mean, they went on a reality. <laughs>
1: That's our standard They breathe here.
3: air. They, they, <laughs> they walk on two feet. They've never killed things. someone.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they went on a reality dating television show, so there's that. But they seem like, you know, nice ladies. And then there's some that have been just terrible. And so there's a part of you that you don't want the terrible person to win because you just kind of want them to get what's coming to them but i also don't like ari at all so i don't want him to end up with a nice relatively normal girl so i feel very conflicted about who i want to win but i mean crystal is now out of the running she was i'm sorry if that's a spoiler alert you need to catch up if you haven't watched it already but um she was a train wreck to watch
1: yes and the other the other thing i think it's worth just flagging for Mm -hmm. people and i for i'll have to apologize i forget the outlet that first reported this but this season of The Bachelor has also given us, I think, one of the best like news stories outside of the um, season that we've gotten. Unfortunately, uh, on Bachelor in Paradise, there was a news story that was not fun, which right. involved allegations of sexual assault and all yeah. that. But this season, uh, uh, Rebecca, Becca, yeah. Becca is her Becca name. M. Becca M. Becca M. It's two Beccas, Two Beccas, Who um, has also been... Sort of at the middle of some controversy because she's quite young she's and 22. a lot younger than Ari. But turns out her mother didn't know she was doing the show and she didn't call mom. And so she was like a missing person yeah. for a little bit. But it turned out she was just filming The Bachelor.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, so a couple weeks ago the like sheriff of whatever county put yeah. up this list of like 35 missing people just kind of put it out online or on social media to see, hey, does has anyone recognize this? People and someone was like, "Pretty sure that girl's competing on The Bachelor right now." So yeah, that was so, actually very fun.
1: If we can leave you with anything, call your parents. Yeah. Give your mom a call. <laughs> tell them what you're up to. If you're gallivanting around the world with a washed-up, you know, race car driver, yeah. just let your mom know that you're up yeah, doing it. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah,
2: shoot her a text.
1: It's fine. Yeah, just say, I'm "Hey, for- mom. Look, listen. I'm in Paris with Ari Lyndeig Jr." Yeah. And Chris What
2: do you think is worse news for a parent thinking yeah. your kid has been adu- abducted or that they're on yeah, the Bachelor? Definitely. Yeah, the did latter. the mom respond?
1: Yeah. Can you go back to missing? Yeah, I, mean, just, I felt better
2: when I thought you were in the back of some weirdo's van, you know?
1: Um, anyway, on that note, yes. uh, we should probably wrap things up. Nancy Floyd will continue recapping The Bachelor for us on NashvilleScene.com. Uh, Stephen. We'll, it. Continue we'll continue watching it, watching with it me. at Nancy yeah. Floyd's house I'm and occasionally tweeting about it, talking me. about mm-hmm. it. I'll keep watching it and probably trying to talk not so much about it. When I told my wife that I was writing the piece about us watching the show, she looked at me and said, don't you think you need to stop writing about this show? So I'm, I'm you know, I've got a brand to manage, but we're all doing our best here. <laughs> uh, and hopefully the scene cast is back now. So hopefully we'll be back with another of these mm-hmm. soon. You can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, wherever else you get your podcast, Stitcher. Uh, what other ones are there? There are other know. ways. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Just use iTunes. Um, just use iTunes. Yeah. It's easy. Uh, rate us. Leave us a comment.
2: Very nice, pleasant comments. That's right. I just want just to Just like the ones you
1: leave on our website and Facebook.
2: <laughs> you know, this is the love issue, so let's just spread some love, spread guys. Spread the
1: love.
3: Just like we did in this
1: biting exactly. <laughs> commentary. <Sure. laughs> yes. Happy I'm- Valentine's Day to everyone, and uh, we'll see you soon.